your friends were never born. You haven't heard it like this before. Yes, it's time to explore the things we care for. And though your jaw may hit the floor, we're still the weirdos you adore. We're the weirdos next door. Hello, this is Nobi, he, him. And this is Nicole, they, she. And together we are the, the weirdos, weirdos next door. door. That was pretty. That was pretty nice. Sure. Uh, hello, everybody. We are here with a uh, special series um, regarding solely the Supreme Court, or the not-so-Supreme Court, as, uh, as, as it has turned out. Very much not. Yes. Super not-Supreme. Yes. Uh, the, uh, um, the conservatives, which is a nice way of framing racists, have like pushed through uh, three uh, uh, Trump-appointed, um, Trump-nominated justices, uh, two of which were highly not qualified, highly unqualified, and actually mm-hmm. the one's, three of them... One's rapist. And the three of them lied. Yep. You know, that's like the first rule of like any kind of job you, you sign on to. It's like um, anything you said during the application process, it was not true, it was grounds for dismissal. So hello. Yep. There shouldn't even be an impeachment process. It's like, we saw your entire job interview and you lied. Yeah, we, you gave the interview. And you had gave private interviews and you assured Republican senators that you... That row gonna, is safe. That row is safe. It's just, it's just natural. It's part of rule, part of law. And then you go, and then when it comes up, when Alito goes, ha ha, now we got our numbers bigger, mm-hmm. they, they turn. Handmaiden... Brewski Beard Boy and Gorsuch. I don't know. I, 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 know, I know the least about him. Uh, he looks he looks like, you know, your basic... Well, because that was his only legitimate nominee. Kind of. Well, after they held up on Merrick Garland the entire time. Like, that wasn't even a legitimate nominee, really. Yeah, it should have been Merrick Garland. Should have um, been Merrick Garland. But, yeah, we're starting a not-so-Supreme Court series... And just to discuss, give some background and a, a little bit more, like, layman's explanation of how these Supreme Court decisions actually affect our day-to-day lives. So there were a lot of decisions that came down near the very end of their term, um, and a lot of them are very controversial and uh, are very huge topics that we've decided to break up into a series. And we are going to start off this one, this first one, with we believe the, the, the most hottest one, which is the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So that is something, this, this happened, I think about last week, or the week before last, uh, on a Friday, six, I believe. 6-24. Yeah. So it's still pretty fresh. There's a lot of people talking. And, uh, and uh, even with uh, uh, all these mass shootings and, and the yeah, coverage two, being pulled in different directions, ago. being pulled in different directions, this is still very much at the top of the uh, of the conversation uh, today, um, at least, at least you know amongst the uh, um, the majority of the media. Yeah. Whereas the conservative media is like they're saying like we won, we worked so hard for fifty years. Like did not anybody see this coming? Yeah, cr- Christians won. They were not. They were not secretive about their plans. No, they've been just chipping away at at what they could get away with. And slowly chipping their way into the Supreme Court, 
until they had a conservative majority, then they could throw the best case they possibly had at it and cross their fingers, and it worked. Being dingbat dickhead douchebags and lying all the way and, like, pulling stunts and stuff. And, and then, like, why, why are the liberals, the Democrats, why, why must they take the high road? You know, okay, Michelle, you know, take the higher ground. But, but the thing is, we're losing. Nice guys finish last. There's a, there's a reason why that happens. Because shitty people are the loudest. Shitty people are the worst. Shitty people are the ones that get the guns and shoot other people. Yeah, so it's, it will always be the squeaky wheel gets the oil. It's this, I mean, just in our neck of the woods, there is issues on our school board. Like, of, of having school board members and the, the very vocal minority speaking out against how dare you validate the existence of a, a trans child? How dare you validate their gender? How dare you not let my student dead name them? Like... It's fucked up, but because they're loud and annoying and the the powers that be don't want to deal with this and are getting threats and all of the bullshit that these people do, it gets scary and you don't want to go up against them anymore. It's just a lot of insipid jingoism mm-hmm. and all the, um, just these, these, these made up words, you know, and, and issues that don't really like exist, like critical race theory, it, it's not really a thing, you know. Uh, it was. It's a theory. It has not been discussed. It has not been. As, it's not being taught. It's not being taught at all in any yeah. public or government-funded K through 12 school in the United States. It's not. Yeah. You've you've been sold a bill of goods. Anyway, back on topic. Yes. We're talking we are, about the unsupreme court. Yes. So we are talking about the the uh, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. Um. Again, this was decided on officially on june 24th however uh there was a a leaked opinion back in may um that kind of uh um gave us what we needed to know ahead of time and i think that i mean again we discussed this amongst ourselves that i i appreciate the person who leaked the decision because they should be protected under whistle whistleblower laws yeah, it's totally a whistleblower. I don't know why they like they're saying it's criminal. It's not criminal at all. Yeah, but it it gave us a, a little over a month's notice to go hard on making sure that the the places that the, especially the trigger laws went into effect almost immediately that there would be some sort of way to have people serviced the the day that this happened. And yes, it was still terrible. There were still people driving to appointments when this was released. And being turned away. Yeah, and being told that, no, like, that's not how it works. This is immediate. Like, as soon as they released this, everything shut down in some of these places. Everything. Yeah, the trigger laws are are ridiculous. And I'm sorry, but if you are, uh, you know, if you identify as a woman... Or at least you are someone that can actually, you know, give birth to another human, mm-hmm. and you vote Republican. Shame on you. Way, way. You're, you're you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot. You are you are hurting yourselves. I mean, but then these are the same people that say that a ten-year-old that gets pregnant by incestual rape it is up for an opportunity. 
yes. in her life. Or that, you know, all the egregious, uh, uh, misogynistic, uh, patriarchal bullshit pulled by, like, the Trumpers and stuff like that on, 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 on women is like, that's okay. Yep. You're condoning that. Yep. It's just locker room. Talk. Just boys being boys. Okay, get back to no, it. Let's, let's raise our boys to be better. Yeah. So this was the, uh, the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization mm-hmm. uh, decision. It was uh, 6-3, as, as everybody knows. Uh, this was in, uh, what, what, March 2018? Yeah, the official case started back in March 2018. Um, Mississippi decided to enact a gestational age act uh, prohibiting abortion after 15 weeks. Uh, the Women's Health Clinic, which is the only licensed abortion provider in Mississippi, challenged the law. They won a temporary restraining order to block enforcement. Uh, District Court hold, held that decision that it was unconstitutional. Um, and... Then it was appealed again by the state uh, circuit court holds again that the law was unconstitutional. So then it was officially sent to the Supreme Court. Which kind of like makes you wonder, right? Yeah. So the district and circuit court did did their jobs and upheld yeah. a law that was unconstitutional. Right. So th- those judges made, made the right decisions. Right. Um... So the, the official uh, effects, or not effects that this has, but the official determination um, basically says that there is no constitutional protection to abortion. Um, Overturning the precedent set by the 1973 Roe v. Wade, yep. also Planned Parenthood versus Casey, uh, overturned Roe's trimester framework in favor of uh, viability analysis, made spousal uh, notification and violent a violate made spousal notification a violation of 14a rights returned to the states yeah, so basically it's it's the same good old civil war uh um excuse of well it it the civil war was caused by states rights and but it's like but states rights to do what slavery was mentioned 81 times in the emancipation proclamation or not the emancipation proclamation but the what 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 was the document that officially broke off the uh whatever but the secession papers. Hmm. Um, like slavery was mentioned 81 times and they, they still want to say that the Civil War was because of states' rights. States' hmm. rights to do what? State rights to enslave people. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not enslaved. To, to, essentially, to have say over another human. Mm-hmm. So guess another what? human's body. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. So like the South is now winning again. Is that what we're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. So, of course, we know who made the opinions. The majority was Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, uh, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and Roberts. And uh, they said that they held uh, Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. But that provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution. But any such right might be deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. How, how are we interpreting this? They're basically trying to say, it was never officially like written on that piece of paper in 1776, so like we can't... 
We can't do anything about it. Yeah, Sorry. Back, back when they had slavery. Back when they had slavery, back when women couldn't vote, back when anyone with darkly colored skin was three-fifths three of a human. Three-fifths, yes. Uh, let's see, what else wasn't guaranteed to us? Uh, oh, your privacy. Your privacy was never fucking mentioned <laughs> in the Constitution. Do you, do you like the government not knowing what you do behind closed doors? Like, guess what? You're giving that away. Because that is the grounds on which we got Roe v. Wade passed. That was the Casey Planned Parenthood. Again, sodomy laws. Being able to have sex however we want and with whoever we want. A lot of these things were based around privacy laws of our government has no say in these things. Right. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That, that you're sort of hinting at uh, what uh, what Clarence Thomas added. Yes. That we should explore other things. We'll get to that. Let's talk about the dissent because that, that that that's important. Yes. So the dissenting opinion was written by Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan. Uh, again, these are are uh, not even liberal justices. They're just not conservative and have a desire to maintain rights. They're not RGB level. Yeah. And uh, they're definitely not Ketanji Brown Jackson level. Yeah. So, the uh, dissenting opinion said the government could not make that choice for women. The government could not control a woman's body or the course of a woman's life. It could not determine that what a future woman's, what the future the woman's future would be respecting a woman as an autonomous being and granting her full equality meant giving her substantial choice over this most personal and most consequential consequential of all life's decisions today the court discards that balance it says that from the very moment of fertilization a woman has no right to speak of a, fa a state can force her to bring a pregnancy to term even at the steepest personal and familial costs whatever the exact scope of the coming laws uh, one result of uh, of today's decision is certain the curtailment of women's rights and the status of free and equal citizens the constitution will today's majority holds provide no shield despite its guarantee of liberty and equality for all moreover no subsequent uh, factual developments have undermined roe and casey women continue to experience unplanned pregnancies uh, lost my spot and unexpected developments in pregnancies yeah uh, women continue to experience unplanned pregnancies and unexpected developmental developments in pregnancies. Pregnancies continue to have enormous physical, social, and economic consequences, even as uncomplicated pregnancies, uh, even the most uncomplicated pregnancy imposes significant strain on the body, unavoidably involving significant physiological change and excruciating pain. For some women, pregnancy and childbirth can mean life-altering physical ailments or even death. Today, as noted earlier, the risk of carrying a pregnancy to term dwarf those as having an abortion. With sorrow for this court, but for more, uh, but more for the many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental constitution protection, we dissent. With sorrow. With sorrow. Mainly for the, the more than half of our population that now has no rights over their bodies. Yep. But also for, we are a sad fucking court. Yep. We are we are a really shitty panel of human beings. Yep. These are the decisions we're making. And we're we fucking are, over. We are sorry. We don't care about half of America. Yep. And essentially, because it's mostly conservative, we don't care about three quarters of America. Yep. So what do we care about? 
The white males. All right. Much anger. Yep. Reactions, consequences. What was that? So, oh, the opinion was essentially uh, same as the, the leaked opinion, so there wasn't much change to it. Nope. Even despite all the, you know... This is just how we do things. Yeah. We write opinions for both sides. It, no. Yeah. And the 13 no. states have trigger laws, had trigger laws on the books in the event of the overturn of Roe, and 13 other states are expected to follow, making abortion even harder to access in more than half of the U.S. Yep. Uh, so making it entirely illegal, we have South Dakota, Missouri, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Um, oh, how, fucking Missouri. Uh, in a couple so states, uh, Utah, Kentucky, and Louisiana, their trigger laws have been blocked by court um, for the time being. Um, they, they don't know how long that's actually going to stand up. Uh, Mississippi, Wyoming, Idaho, Tennessee, and North Dakota already have pending uh, legislature to start banning abortion entirely. Um, in Ohio, Tennessee, and South Carolina, we have six-week abortion bans. Florida's 15-week ban is paused, um, but it's expect eventually expected to pass anyway. Um, Florida, Montana, and Kansas um, have luckily have protections built into their state constitution that will prevent a full ban. Um, and interestingly enough, Arizona, Michigan, and West Virginia still have pre-row laws on the books. They never bother to be like, hey, that's unconstitutional now. We should maybe get rid of that. No, they kept it so we'll that just let when it, it sit there. Yeah, just in well, case, just in case over, we need it later. It's, it's, it's been overruled, yes. I like like their little their little legal hoarders. Like I might I might need that again. And they did. Yep. Um, so the these all of these rules create a super fun little patchwork of legal protections or not um, across our states. Um, which basically means that if you are in a, a state that has any sort of restrictions, um, it's going to be more difficult. Say you don't find out until you're 10 weeks along and you're in a six week state. Yeah. Now you have to figure out how to get the money to travel to, to somewhere else to have a procedure done. And oh, by the way, you also have to take time off work. Yep. Figure out how to afford that. Have fun. Yep. And God forbid it takes you another, you know, five weeks to save that money, and now you're at 15 weeks. And most of the states neighboring you are 15-week states. Yep. Like, that that's how we end up with, quote-unquote, late-term abortions, is you either don't find out until much later, you're having a, a some sort of medical issue, or you had to figure out how to get to somewhere where you could actually get this to happen and that include that it, that involves money yeah and if you're a lower income person that is really really difficult if you are a lower income person that already has children that gets exponentially more difficult hmm. yeah and the thing about this is it, it just it, it's easy for like who was it like some of these uh, um conservatives that they've had girlfriends and wives and mistresses that they've like shipped off to other states to to get abortions and stuff that's because they're privileged and they can afford it yeah and i i can i can throw you on my jet and say that it was a, a campaign expense yeah 
So this what so essentially what this is doing is ensuring that there is an, a, an increased supply of domestic <clears throat> infants, domestic bodies. You know, essentially I think they're thinking like we need more bodies for the military. We need more oh, bodies absolutely. for for support staff. We need more. Um, you know, bodies to like, you know, throw in front of. Oh yeah, I'm waiting know. for for the the headline of millennials have ruined the the military industrial complex because we're not popping out babies to go join the military. Like, sorry, no, <laughs> no thanks. Just the way of putting that, you know, domestic supply of. Yeah, domestic supply of infants. Yes, that that is an actual phrase in the majority opinion that it will mess up the domestic supply of infants. We already have an overpopulation issue. Yeah. Anyway. So what else? So um, what, what, are the, what, are the, what are the big takeaways? What, how are you feeling personally? I mean, I am thankful that I have had access to options in my life. Um, most of that has been preventative. I have not, I luckily have not had to make that decision personally. Yeah. I know and love plenty of people who have. Yeah. Because that was their choice. It doesn't matter what their circumstances were. It was their choice. And I will always 100% support them. Yeah. Like, Having to explain yourself. Well, why do you want this? Yep. It doesn't it doesn't matter whether it's I can't afford it. I don't want to have a baby with my current partner. Um, and that might be an abusive situation where you don't want to bring a child into your abusive household that you can't figure out how to get out of yet. Like all of these things or the the super fun one of you were sexually assaulted. Yeah. Like, you're going to make me carry my rapist child to term. Regardless of whether adoption, I, I decide to keep, you're going to make me bring my rapist child to term. I am growing a monster inside of me. Like, do you not understand the psychological harm? Yeah. And who's going to like, you know... What, what what about you know, the, the harm and 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 where on the on 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 the mother? Yep. What about like you know how are they going to be able to work and support themselves when they are having morning sickness or they're laid up in bed because of yep. toxemia nervosa? And then, okay, she births a child. Guess what? We don't have paid maternity leave. If you work at a small company, they don't have to hold your spot for you. You don't have that protection if you work for a small employer. You only have that protection if you work for a large employer. Yeah. And even then, okay, you get four or six weeks if you're lucky. Maybe. And then you have to figure out child care from there. Yeah. And uh, child care is expensive as shit. You know, it's, it, it's not as easy as growing your hair out for nine months and then cutting it off and donating it, right? That's how, that's how they're treating it. Yeah. Oh, you got pregnant? Oh, just put it up for adoption. It's like, dude, nine months of this shit. Yep. And, you know, giving childbirth is not easy. Postpartum depression. Looking into a baby's eyes and seeing the eyes of your 
rapist, you know? It's like... And that's not even mentioning that among women of color, birthing bodies of color, they already have the lowest, the highest maternal mortality rate and the highest infant mortality rate. A lot of that's systemic because of the way uh, the, the system is set up, right? Yep. Systemic racism. I, I don't believe that you're shit. in as much pain as you're in because you're 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 just a drug seeker anyway. Like, ugh, you're you're one of those people that has eight children. Maybe if you made birth control affordable and accessible, and mm -hmm. and oh, made abortions legal, huh? Weird. Uh, yeah. Weird how that works. And again, the majority of abortions, about, I think, the the most recent data is 80% of abortions are done in before six weeks. Outside of that, you're getting into fractions of percentages, but because it's inflammatory language that we can use to rally up our fucking base. Yeah. It's like, no, late-term abortions don't happen as often as these psychopaths are making you think. Yeah, like the answer that that uh, uh, the governor of of your former state, uh, Wheels, as you like to call him, uh, when someone said like, "What about you know uh, uh, rapists?" and he said, "Well, well, we're gonna we gonna we have laws. We're gonna like get rid of rape. We're not gonna have rape anymore. Yeah, rape rape's yeah. gonna rape's yeah. gonna disappear. And you know what? I I think there should always be a mandatory how follow up answer. Yeah." Say, oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fucker, how? Bitch, tell yep. us. Because it, it. it ain't doing it. It's not being done. Yep. Many have tried. What's you your, have what's succeeded. Your, what's your secret? What, what, what do you know? What, what do you, what's your secret sauce? Yeah, what do you, what do you, got, what do you got in your back, you know, back pocket that's, that's going to do what you say it's going to do, but you haven't done shit yet? And actually, it's probably worse. Or are you going to just do the, the, the 45 party line and I'm going to get the best people on it. I'm going to get the best people. Yeah, it's always someone else's problem. It's like, keep asking, keep asking the hows and the whys. Yeah. You got to get people to start thinking about themselves. Thinking about what, you know, the, the bigger picture. Yeah. And realizing that this piece of, this document, the Constitution was written when slavery was legal, when women w were not allowed to vote, where, you know, it's like all that stuff we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And, and a lot of this, I mean, among privacy being one of the other big things that that helps us get these laws passed there's also the big thing of religion that is pumping behind the these decisions yeah that it is a conservative religion bullshit thing that has made its way so deeply into our legislature oh yeah I mean, that's, that's even like one of our other episodes coming up here. We're going to talk about uh, how like the separation of church and state is like, A, has never really been. Yep. But it's actually being now in your face, openly combining. And we'll talk about that in another yeah, there, episode. Yeah, there are some decisions specifically around, you know, separation of church and state and church and schooling. Actually, um, yeah, church and schooling and funding and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Anyway. So, so those, are, those are upcoming, but... We, we try so hard to hold on to this this document from some long so far ago that it like yes there are pieces of it that are absolutely genius there are they are they are so beautifully written and how how 
these people, yes, at the end of the day, there is so much systemic racism built into them. But they had, they had decent ideas. Like, yes, separation of church and state, because guess what we left? We left a highly religious monarchy that started killing everyone for not being Christian enough. Huh. You know, weird. Um, <laughs> when I was when I was but a a, a young pup in the uh, in the ad biz, and uh, I was working in um, some agency. I think I was freelancing, and my my partner and I we were presenting. You know, this idea, and we did this whole concept of, I forgot what it was, but it was like, this, 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 and that, mm -hmm. you know, and I knew, because I was trained in advertising, especially creative, I, I knew, I knew the rules and the laws, and I knew who wrote what books and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But they're really old books, like, written in the, in the 50s and, you know, 40s, 50s, right? Um, and I did something that was against it, and, like, the... CEO of the company, not yeah. even the creative director, the CEO, the big guy, was there. Hey, uh, you get one guess on 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 gender, and and race. Old white man. Yes. <gasps> yes. <gasps> Surprise. Uh, so he goes like, you know, that's not what John Caples says. And John Caples is like one of the early early like pioneers, founding fathers of uh, advertising, mm -hmm. specifically direct marketing. You know, direct response advertising. He did the famous mm -hmm. ad like, you know. They all laughed when I sat down at the piano, but when I started to play, dot, 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 right? That's mm -hmm. one, of those, one of those things. And it was for like a, a piano lesson, you know, thing. Anyway, um, when he mentioned Caples, and I was like, oh my God, that's so old. <laughs> you know what his response was? Hmm. The Bible's really old. So. Your, your storybooks. So, yeah, uh, so the Constitution... As much as we grouse about how old it is, it's white people, white men, mm -hmm. tend to hold on to things like the Bible, John Caples, and I don't know why I'm throwing John Caples in with the Bibles. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back to like one of one of those interview questions that you're always at, well, that I've been asked, of, um, like, how how do you how do you bring up you know that that you want to change something in our company. And, you know, I'd, you know, come up with some idea and they'd be like, oh, but what if someone says, but that's the way we've always done it? They'd be like, I would ask why. <laughs> and then and, and you get the, and, well, I, thank you very much. Yeah, don't I didn't, call us, we'll call you. I didn't get these jobs. <laughs> um. <laughs> I see, see, that's a really horrible question. They're, they're gauging how much of a, how much are, of a. Are you willing to how, challenge authority? How spineless are you, you know? How much of a yes person are you? Like, I'm sorry. Because it's the way we've always done it is not a good enough reason for me. That would, for me, that's a red flag. I'm like, you know what? If you have to ask a question like that, I think we're done here. And I would get up and walk away. That would like, be hilarious. Because it's how we've always done it is not a good enough reason for me. For, for anything. But, like, again, you're talking about this, this document from 17... The 76. 76. But... Where, where a lot of people get, and, and you know which people get confused by it, is we are not a Christian nation. We were never supposed to be. We, we weren't. And that, like, there are actual quotations from our founding fathers that, that back it up. Like, we have Thomas Jefferson, Christianity neither is nor ever was part of common law. 
James Madison, religion and government will both exist in greater purity the less they are mixed together. John Adams, the government in the United States is not is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion. It's not supposed to have a place in our legislature. The key reason for the whole, you know, Why revolution, United States exists. The whole revolution was the separation of church and state because they're and freedom outcasts. Of religion. They're actually they're essentially outcasts from from England. Mm-hmm. And they hated the whole notion of the the king ruling everything. It was, it was it was like church and state was all like melded yeah. together. So it's supposed to be separate, but somehow it just wants to go yeah. back. We we've become our worst nightmare. What? <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's 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 I, white like, men have become our worst nightmare. Yeah, but worst we nightmare. we became all of these things that we hated. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's Wait. this fucked up, twisted. I don't even know how to how to describe it anymore. I don't even know how to talk to, as evidenced by all the horrible encounters I've had on Facebook, you know, and how many people I've had to block, mm-hmm. you know, or unfollow. Um, but it was just all the, they just can't grasp reality. They yeah. have no sense of logic. They have no sense of fairness. That's 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 all abundantly oh, clear. Oh no, fairness and equity have have no no spot in their worldview. Yeah, no, it's it's we're on top, you're on bottom, and you need to stay that way. And if you get more, I get less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that, like that's not how our society was supposed to work. Our society was supposed to be built around community and yeah. coming together and supporting one another. But we have gone so far into individualism and yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's evidenced even in how we go through our world on a daily basis. Yeah. Like most of us are annoyed with our neighbors. Like, like I, I do. I love our neighbors for the most part, but like, in, in normal, do they love us? Though? Yeah. Do they love us? No, we're we're the weirdos next door. Yeah. Hmm. But it's like, but I will always fight for our neighbors to make sure that they have the the rights to do whatever the fuck they want to do behind their closed doors. Well, it's because right, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so we want to have total autonomy. Yep. But we, being decent, normal. Human beings yeah. wish the same for everybody else. Yeah. The same, across the board. The, the Whereas s- others don't believe that's, that, that's true. Yeah. The, the same people who are saying, I, I want my religion, I want my religion, are forgetting that I'm willing to fight for you to have your religion, but your religion does not dictate shit about how I should be going through my life. Right. Not one fucking bit. Right. And... Also, one of the the other interesting things in you know the media that we've been been intaking through all this was things like Planned Parenthood and things like that. They were built by the clergy because they saw this shit happening. Religion built that network. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? How do you how do you call yourself a good Christian person and not? be willing to actually support good Christian ideals. Um, Because people have twisted it or interpreted religion. And the big issue really is 
people believing that their religion is the only religion yep. and everybody else needs to be conquered and missionaried into death. My religion says, says that that shouldn't happen, so you shouldn't get to do that. No, that, that dictates your personal morals, your personal actions. It's, it's, the, coloni it's the colonizer kind of. Yep. Oh, it's total uh, colonizer uh, uh, mentality. Coloni colonizer mentality. Yeah. Like, for instance, I was talking to, like, a good friend of mine, mm -hmm. um, who I love dearly, but I, I cannot stand to be around right now. Um, because I think the last conversation we had, we're talking about, was, we're talking about the, the, um, the pipeline, oh, right? Yes. And all the protesters going to the pipeline. Wasn't that the pipeline? It was a... Keystone. Yeah, Keystone. Uh, we're talking about that, and he was talking about the hypocrisy of, you know, they're, they're, they're there, you know, protesting, you know, you know, against petroleum, and yet they, how'd they get there? They, they, they flew there, they flew in airplanes, they took a bus, they drove those big, you know, trucks to the, you know, there, and it's like, when, when, like that's you, when you have that mentality, I can't, I, I lose it. I go like, I go like, you know, ah, what do you say to that? Well, it's, I mean, there's a few things, but it's like, it's literally a straw man argument. You are literally grasping at straws. Like, you're, you're doing so much whataboutism of, well, their, their side can't be right because they're, they're uh, still, still doing my thing. It's like, that's not how it works. They, are, they still have to work within the constraints of the society we, we have been given. Yeah, let me, Alexander, who, like, anything that was invented, anything new had to be created without that benefit, yeah. right? So the existing uh, use, the, the existing fuel for us to get around is gas, gasoline. Yep. And, and yeah, so, I'd love to get away from it, but guess what? Car dealership, or not car dealerships, but car makers make it so financially unfeasible for us to actually own these vehicles. And we, we know that there's other sorts of batteries and power out there, but you won't give them to us because guess what? You also want those gas monies. <laughs> yeah. Like I, and again, I know for me personally, I, we, we've kind of bounced around um, I, I have, I've spent a lot of time very emotional just because it's so many women are going to die. Yeah. It's so many a... women aren't going to get the, the care that they need. So many women are going to have children that it's not that they necessarily didn't want them. It's that yeah. children that they, they didn't have the ability to care for the way that they would like to care for a child. Yeah. And then that child is going to grow up not getting the care that they need. And, yeah. and yeah, possibly end up in foster care that's already overcrowded and underfunded. And y'all keep on saying you're going to adopt these babies, but where have you been for the last 50 years? Mm -hmm. Why do we still have half a million kids in foster care if you're so willing to adopt them? Yeah. It, yeah. Back it up. <laughs> yeah. There's no support. There's no... It's like, you know, forcing to have babies, but then just leave me high and dry. That's, that's really horrible. It's really, they don't care about the mortality rate of, uh, of, of, of women of color. No. They never not, have. You know, A, they don't care about women. And they've, like, tricked a bunch of women into not caring about themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and it's pretty much people, women of color, fuck you. Yep. Fuck off. Go fuck off. Yep. No, women of color... 
I, I forget who said it, but I still completely agree. Women of color are the least respected mm -hmm. people in this yeah. in this society. And yes, that includes trans women and any sort of birthing body of color. Yeah. We do have to expand the Supreme Court. Yes, absolutely. It's, dark, it, it's been expanded already, like once. Because what, what started at four? Once or twice, yeah. No, I think we got six. I, I will eventually have to, to do a little touch on that, yeah. but it's supposed to reflect the number of circuit courts. There are currently 14 circuit courts. We're supposed to have 14 justices. Like, hmm. it doesn't yeah. make any sense, but no, we're just going to continue to phrase it as court packing and just the liberals getting what they want, but it's like, no, there, there's historical basis as to why, why it's supposed to be this way. Yep. You just know it's not going to go your way. It's, it's the same bullshit of, I mean, they've been gerrymandering their way into majority control this entire time. There has not been a president that has won both or a Republican vote. president that has both won the popular vote and the electoral vote, and it's purely because of gerrymandering. Yep. And that trickles down into fucking everything. Yep. I hate it here. Do you, <laughs> do you think, though, that if this were to happen, this overturning of Roe v. Wade, that perhaps the timing might be just about, might be beneficial for liberals and Democrats at midterms? Coming up in like it, what? It six could go from either now? way. Like yeah. that's the really scary part of there's so many other inflammatory topics. There's so many single issue voters, especially on the conservative side. I think the key is just to really get the you know women yeah. up in arms. Get that get that going. Yeah, I I know that. There, there, I mean, there's so many arguments against white feminism, and a big one is, has been Roe v. Wade, is you'll support all the other shit until it actually affects you. Until it actually is on your fucking doorstep. Well, here it is. Yep. Your, your dudes kept on saying they were going to keep it. Your dudes kept on saying that Roe v. Wade were safe. Guess what? It's not. That's good. Your white feminism is part of what got us here. Has anybody called for an impeached? I don't know if they even like if they're even entertaining that because you can impeach, you can impeach a Supreme Court justice, and it's the same process as impeaching a president. Yeah. But I have not heard any talk anywhere from you know any of any of the you know anybody in Congress about following any sort of impeachment. And they've even like they're even like you know going into. Uh, um, Clarence Thomas and his wife, Ginny, for her part in the uh, uh, Stop the Steal rally on January 6th. 6th. Yep. It's like, there, there's grounds. There's grounds. I, I, I think for right now, they're, they're too scared to make any sort of rash decisions in that regard because midterm's coming up. Yeah. I really feel like... Um, but then again, if we lose... If you lose any ground that we have have made in the the House or the Senate, then we're we're screwed anyway. Yeah. 
we're, we're going to be sitting here for another two years while nothing happens at all. And guess what? The, I, I have no idea who is going to end up fucking running from the democratic side in 2024, who's actually going to be fucking worth it. Like there's, yeah. there's mumblings of Newsom, which he has plenty of not great things, but it's like, fuck it. You at least got us through a pandemic halfway decently. And he's, and he's trolling DeSantis. He's uh, trolling really DeSantis. Well. So I'm I, I love it. I love what he's doing on, on, on that, on the, uh, on Trump, truth uh, social, on, on, on Trump's, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, quote unquote, fake truth social. Yep, yep. Um, He's just trolling the conservatives on Truth Social right now. It, it's and I'm, beautiful. I'm quite content with it. I mean, it. I've been racking my brain on how to how to do the same, but of course, he has a bigger platform. Yeah. Um, but still. And, I mean, it's. I don't know if Beto will come back out of the woodwork, but that also depends on how his November goes. Um, as oh, as man. we're getting to how the, great would it be if he if he. Uh, um, like gets uh, um, gets Abbott out of out, Abbott out of office. It'd be it'd be amazing. But it'd probably be really hard. It's going to be really really hard, and th- he is currently not polling all that great. Yeah. Um. I mean, in comparison, like he's polling right. he's polling really well for a Democratic governor candidate in Texas, but that's still not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It depends on how many people actually mobilize, which, you know, it's, it's going to be young people. It's going to be white femmes, uh, that really need to show up. Yeah. Agreed. Um, it's, it's going to be a very interesting few months as we move through, um, some, some, some new phases. Um, so I, I don't know. So kind of wrap this up here i need to know where i would like to know your thoughts on as seeing as how this really affects you more than me mm-hmm. how would you like me to support you in in this respect as in, uh, in, in being an ally i mean i i think in our personal relationship you always have i mean we we still need to eventually do a, a whole episode around you know, us and our relationship with parenting yes. and, and all that kind of fun stuff. But I mean, even just a couple of years ago when I, I got my IUD changed, mm-hmm. you, you first, you, you went through a whole arc of, of processing it on your own, mm-hmm. which was, was really interesting for me because I didn't expect it. What did I do? Uh, you, I mean, cause you've had a vasectomy. Yeah. It's not a, a quote-unquote worry yeah. for, for us. Not a concern. Um, like, maybe TMI, but we don't use barriers. Yes. <laughs> like, we don't. We've been together for five years. We, we, are, we are fluid bonded, we, yes. We fluid bonded. Um, we get our, our STI screenings regularly. Mm-hmm. We take care of each other and yeah. each other's mental health, or not, not mental health, sexual health, and yeah. all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had my first IUD in 2013. I mean, just as a, a, a quick overview, again, I'm, I'm really thankful to have had the options and accessibleness of, of, um, birth control options. Cause I went through, I think I went on birth control for the first time when I was 15. Yeah. Uh, I've gone through plenty of options as far as the pills go the shots the 
anything you could pretty much do, I've tried. Mm. Um, I, of course, have mental health issues that, you know, can can come and go even worse with birth controls. Um, and my IUD has been my favorite option. I had my first one put in when in, in 2013. Yeah. So I would have been, I was 20-ish. Mm. Um, and it was a decision I made because, again, being a young person, socialized female, I, you know, there, there will always be that fear of being sexually assaulted in the back of my brain. It just, it lives there. Yeah. It has a nice little residency. And that comes with, what if it's unprotected? What if I can't get them to at least put a condom on? And then I do have to make that decision. So what can I do to, to prevent that from ever having to happen? I get an IUD. And it's also, mm -hmm. so I don't have to remember to take a pill every day. Um, Which is annoying as fuck. It's, it's really annoying. I do it with... Well, do we have enough pills with to take I on have a daily plenty. Basis? I don't yeah. want to have this one that could, you know, if I miss it, it's a $10,000 a year fucking implosion in my life. Yes. Like... <laughs> yes. Um, or at least, like, really a horrible experience of having to go through an abortion. Yeah. Um, and so then... Uh, I had mine re reinserted in 2018 after five years. Um, and that was the, the one that, that you were with me on. Um, you drove me to my appointment, all that kind of fun stuff. But again, you had your own processing to do. And it kind of went, there was a, well, why, why do you need an IUD? I have a vasectomy. And then we had that whole discussion of what, what we just talked about. And you were like, Ah, yes, like, I get it. Um, and I think that was also the first time we, we had the discussion, because I think you asked me, like, well, what if we, what if you changed your mind and we wanted to have kids? Like, what about, what if, you know, I reversed my vasectomy? And I literally told you, I need to be able to trust you when the baby crazy does come, so please don't do that. <laughs> I need, I need you to say no to me, that it's just a phase, I'll get through it. <laughs> Is that when is that when you need a new kitten? Like... Pretty much, that's probably what's gonna happen. I go, I'm gonna get baby crazy. And I'm gonna come home with a kitten. That's probably how this is gonna go. Um, it will, you will have postpartum depression because I will take that kitten away and return it. No, you won't. Because you'll love it too. Shut up. And Smudge will love it. And it has to be. And you less can't than, make Smudge unhappy. It has to be less than less than two months old. Um, but. So yeah, I, I would say that you're already on the right track of like you you support my decisions. And we've recently been talking about, you know, more long term uh birth control mm -hmm. options like and sterilization. Yeah, which side. which is going to be like that that is the bit of data that I'm interested in seeing in, you know, six months and again in a year is how many people that are, you know, of fertility age end up getting sterilized yeah. in, in the next year or so. There's actually been a jump in vasectomies. Good. I mean, from from the leaked draft, it's been steadily going up. And these are responsible people, the ones that mm -hmm. actually probably, the ones that can afford abortions out of state, but they're like, we don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. So. You shouldn't have to deal with that. But it it's also like, 
as far as dating apps go. I've seen people that have added uh, penis havers must have a vasectomy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> need not apply if you're trying to, to impregnate people. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and yeah, I have to agree. Like, I I probably will will go through things a little differently as as things move on. But again, I I also take my own decisions very seriously and I go with preventative because that's better for my mental health. Always. Like, yes, agreed. Our our typical thing, the less I have to think about it, the more I remove myself from <laughs> Remove how, yourself to improve yourself. How this thing can possibly go wrong, the better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that, again, you've been supportive, and I know that, you know, in the event that, uh, you know, something did go wrong, because with an IUD, I still have the, the very, very, very minute possibility of, you know, fertilization occurring. Basically, if if that happens, it's an automatic ectopic pregnancy. It's it's an automatic failure. I still have to have an abortion. <laughs> Ta-da! That's does how it, these things work. Does wouldn't it just create like a, a, um, a heavier menstruation flow? No, because where it would end up um, getting fertilized at it would end up getting stuck in a fallopian tube. Oh, where the... And that that's where the whole ectopic pregnancy comes in. It, it ends up, it can't get so the, through, because my... The birth my, control device has no effect that far. Yeah, yep. doesn't, yep. doesn't affect anything, but the uterus is closed, essentially. Yep. Um, so yeah, I know that in the event that that, if that had to happen, yeah, you would happily, well, not happily, you would make sure that you know, you were the one taking me to the doctor and picking me up after my procedure. You'd be in the room with, with me if I asked you to. Yep. Like, 100%. I know that you would not leave my side if I didn't want you to. Plus, I love medical gadgets. They're kind of cool. You're, you're totally the dad that goes through the drawers during appointments. You know, I like tongue depressors. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well... I think we've pretty much covered the topic here for for our first episode on the Unsupreme Court. Yep. Um, and that we talked about the overturning of uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, which has been quite quite the flashpoint for a lot of activity. Yeah, it's it's been been very emotional for most of the the femmes that I know. So uh, ch check on check on your girls. Yep. Yep. Like we're not we're not doing great. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Check on the uh, on on the on the femmes in your life and make sure they're doing okay. Just be there. Be there. And, and yeah, I will say, the the silence is really dead is really really deadening. So yes, please do. Even if you think like, oh no, like they know I support them, send them a text anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or, or share this show with them. This episode. Yeah. Yeah. Do it that anyway. Share the episode. Come check us out on weirdosonline.com. To see our, our link tree and all, link to all of our, our fun and and good things. Um, but otherwise, we'll, we'll be right back at you next time with a, another segment of the Not-So-Supreme Court. Yes. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Smash your social mores with the weirdos next door.